Hey everybody, welcome to Generative Energy, episode number 105, and this is going to be a solo show with me. I'm going to talk about what happened this year. And so I have my 2017 Android phone in front of me, and I'm just going to scroll through the camera wheel and try to figure out what happened this year. <laughs> so before anything, talking about this year with no repeat, I think the only way to describe my feelings on that is to reference a conversation I had with Dodie Anderson. And so Dodie has been a longtime friend of Ray, I think for 20 years. And she had met him multiple times and they talked absolutely all the time on the phone. And I remember telling Dodie that it felt worse over time. And she was like, yep, yep, yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> so that was not comforting knowing that his loss is going to feel more potent over time. But I guess that's just how it goes. And if you remember what I said last year, I've, I never really lost anybody close to me. And so not a super fun experience. I have mixed feelings about what to do about the whole thing, but I'm just always going to go with my heart and what I feel is right. And doing right by him is one of the most important things to me. And I think that will probably get me into trouble sometimes, but I feel like he gave me and everybody else so much and he never asked for absolutely anything. To give so much, I think doing right by him is the most important thing. And then doing right by Catherine, his widow, is equally important. So anyways, generative energy is probably going to be pretty sporadic <laughs> this year. <laughs> And I think I think I planned something with Keith Littlewood, like we'll probably talk in the next few months or, or so here, but definitely not regular episodes. And I'm going to turn lots of my attention on bioenergetic basics. So that was that mini podcast that I was doing. And I think that's really the right move because I've never received so much positive feedback on something I've done that helps me with my job. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to and they're like, oh, I listened to the bioenergetic basics thing and I realized I was taking too much T3 or not taking enough T4 or something like that. And then also, you know, I, I think it's like a meme on Twitter now of Bulgarian peeding versus Mexican peeding. A person like myself having experienced really bad illness, I think there are safe ways of going about it. And that's my message is how to do this stuff in a safe way. And I think Ray was really concerned about that too. You know, like risk aversion in the sense of not using the most new, possibly dangerous, risky chemicals. That's my story. Stopping a lot of supplements and improving my digestion. Me realizing that I was harming myself for long periods of time. And I think a lot of people do that. I talk to eight, nine people a day. I see this absolutely all the time. My message is not this ultra experimental approach. It's more the tried and true method of assessing thyroid function, getting the vitamin D level up, eating well, trying to solve bowel problems, optimizing your environment. And those are things I really believe in. Bioenergetic basics helps me with that. And so I'm probably going to ship focus here and really pump out those episodes. It might be a good idea to mention that I have my first digital product in probably 10 years. It's called Bioenergetic Basics and it's a course. So I recorded this thing probably a dozen times and I finally got it to the point where I liked it. And it's an hour and 10 minutes cut down from, I think, like two and a half hours. So there's lots of editing for it to be as dense as possible. But the whole goal was to promote safe practices. All the things that I talk about on one-to-ones absolutely all the time over 10 years experience. Talk about safe practices of doing these things in a concise way where all the information is in one place. So you can find that on patreon.com slash Tanyarati on the shop tab. And then you can also find it on Gumroad and there'll be links below for it. And to be honest with you, I think that's better than paying to talk to me. A lot of times I see people's eyes glaze over when we're talking and it's a lot of information to take in at one time. And so this bioenergetic basics course is something that you can stop, rewind, slow down and try to take it all in because a lot of times I just can tell I'm confusing people or they're brand new to repeat and they're totally confused what's going on. I filmed this for a multitude of reasons, but it, one of the main ones was I, I think it's probably more easily assimilable for a person that is not not introed into absolutely all this stuff. 
So I'm still looking at my Instagram here. Okay, so the you guys are probably bored of me talking about this, but I got puppies in January. And so there's a shipping company and well, let me back up here for a second. So I am literally quoted saying, if the universe wants me to have dogs, I'll get them. <laughs> and so maybe within three or four months of saying that, my mailman came to my house to deliver some packages and he gave me two tiny dogs in a, a Huggies box. <laughs> and my brain executed a file to rapidly figure out why not to take these dogs and it came up with a error and I a question mark empty folder and I took them <laughs> and I mean this was while I was having trouble with chickens and stuff like that it was I was already stressed out with taking care of 30 chickens. And so anyways, I take these dogs and I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I've, I haven't taken care of two dogs ever. And so I give them some milk and I'm on a phone call and I tell the person, I'm, I'm, you're not going to believe this, but I just inherited two little dogs. And the person said, RIP your sleep. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> And so that was the beginning of uh, a challenging situation. I, I didn't have a place for these dogs and they kept waking me up every single night. And then sometimes I'd wake up to cleaning up poop, pee. And I mean, it was just a big process. And, and the thing that it taught me more than anything was I have so much respect for people that have children. It, it's basically like you sacrifice some amount of yourself for them. And I'm sure with a child, that's exponential. But I aged a little bit more this year because I have dogs. It made me really think that I could not have children because I just think I my health would really suck in the process. And I talked to new fathers and they are obviously very underslept. I'm not complaining about it. You know, I took it on and I guess the universe wanted me to have them. So I had to do it. <laughs> so also in January or January slash February, I got a new solar system. I, I think I complained about it in the last 2022 episode review, but I had a 20 year old solar system that was extremely outdated. And I mean, I just use way too much electricity. I use these 250 watt lights. I have a distiller. I use the microwave all the time. And it, when it was cloudy for a day, I'd have to seriously watch my usage. Electricity would just turn off absolutely all the time. You know, and this house for anybody that doesn't know is completely off grid. So anyways, I got a new solar system. It was a miracle and it worked really well. And then I've been adding batteries over this entire year. But to be honest with you, even December, because it's been very cloudy this entire year, it makes me want to get double the amount of batteries. I have said this a thousand times, but if you have any desire whatsoever to do this off grid lifestyle, it is so hard. Not only do you have to put tons of cash into it, you got to start now. Waiting till things get bad to start doing this stuff. I mean... I don't see that working out well, again, because the, the learning curve is, is extremely high. And again, I wouldn't know that I needed six more batteries until I went through December with six batteries and I need 12. <laughs> I mean, that's like $16,000. If another $8,000 or something allowed me to get through December without the power turning off, I'd be happy about it. So something else that I figured out in February, and this was one of the things that I really liked this year, was this Prima One, Premier One Supplies Prima heat lamp. So this thing is just absolutely incredible. So this is for chickens, but I, I moved it into the office. And the reason this thing is so nice is it recesses the 250 watt bulb in the back of the unit, and it makes a fire way less likely. And those old brooder, aluminum brooders, I've almost started fires with those things probably three or four times. And then I can't even count the amount of times I've smashed those bulbs. I mean, these things are a game changer and they're not expensive. They're like $55. And I, any product I mention in this podcast, I have zero affiliations with. I have no product affiliations and I only make money through talking to people. And now this course, I don't think it's ethical to have product affiliations when you're talking to people. But anyways, I love this lamp. I'm probably going to buy more of them. And I think it's at Premier One Supplies and they're not expensive. They're a little more expensive than a aluminum brooder. And so can't say enough good things about those. Okay. So I'm cycling through my 
Instagram here. I got new birds in April. And so raising chicks again was fun. And now all those birds are laying tons of eggs. And I, I feel like I really dialed in their diet. I was feeding them milk for a while, but that really did not work. They waste a ton of it. They did not look that well. And then I had the bright idea to switch to cheese and they seem to be doing infinitely better on that. And it's actually easier. Like the cheese has a smaller footprint in the refrigerator. And so I really want to buy a new fridge, but questioning if I need to do that with this new strategy of feeding them cheese. But anyways, I feed them Mennonite cheese grated. I feed them guavas blended up with distilled water and baking soda and carrot with coconut oil and then occasionally liver. And they're doing absolutely fantastic on it. So very, very happy with that combination. I do need to buy something to shred the cheese that is getting kind of old shredding two or three kilos of cheese every morning. But um, so far, so good. And I'm just happy that I landed on something that they do well on. So in May, I got a fence. If you don't care about this stuff, I'm going to leave timestamps below so you can skip ahead. But I was watching a security homestead video and the guy, I think the guy's name was Spiro or something like that. I can't recall. But he had said, listen, if you have a property, you absolutely have to put a fence around your property because people just wander on it and say they didn't know. And this guy was totally right. There was a, this guy was not dangerous in any way, but there was a dude that thought cutting through the property was a quicker route to wherever the hell he was trying to go. And so I would just like maybe three or four times to see him walking through the property. And I think I explained to him that it was private property. He could have absolutely cared less. <laughs> and so, and it was actually kind of frustrating because he would go through the property and then stop at my gate and then like expect me to open the gate for him. It was bizarre. And uh, anyways, he, that gentleman has not been back since I've purchased the fence. The, one of the other reasons I was doing the fence was to keep the dogs in. And anybody that has dogs in a chain link fence probably knows what I'm going to say next, but the chain link fence did not keep the dogs in. So I had to put rocks around the whole thing and that's still actually being done. So that's been, that has been happening since May. The, I have a guy that works on this property who's absolutely invaluable and he chips rocks and puts it around the whole fence line. So also in May, or no, this was not, this was the first time I took a photo of it, but it, it wasn't when I got it. But the CT Classic Water Distiller, again, no affiliation whatsoever. This thing is incredible. The well water on this property is very toxic. It has lots of fluoride. It has lots of arsenic and I think lead as well. It might be radioactive. And the CT Classic Distiller gets rid of not only all of that, but um, it's just like a way to make distilled water at your house. And also I run this thing four or five times per day when it's sunny and it's just a workhorse. And I've been running it absolutely all year, well, especially when I got this new solar system. For it not to have broken down <laughs> for how much I use it is crazy. If I have some spare cash laying around, I might buy the bigger unit just because it's I am refilling it all the time. That gets a little bit old. I only use the water for occasionally oxtail soup and coffee. The reason I use it so much these days is for the animals, so dogs and the chickens. But I mean, I can't say enough good things about this. Uh, if this broke today, I'd buy a new one tomorrow. So I'm looking at a photo of a meal that I've had about a thousand times this year. It's uh, eggs, cheese, Emmentaler cheese, and then well-cooked zucchini. Definitely been eating more eggs and less meat this year. Don't notice any negatives from it. Health-wise, the one challenging thing, and again, I'm not trying to complain about this, was the dogs. At least from January to August, I don't think I've ever slept that little in my life. Just because I was working so often made it challenging. But again, not complaining, just saying it like it is. So the new chicken run, we started building that in July and I think it finished in August and that was a game changer as well. And we put rocks around that whole thing. And so we moved the chickens from a small little area to an absolutely gigantic area. 
And I, I think that did improve their health almost instantaneously. Chickens in a small space, they become kind of listless. They seem lethargic and bored. And when I put them in the new space, they brightened up immediately. And I want to have way more chickens. So I have about 30. I'd love to have 100, but their diet is pretty expensive. So I need to have a plan to start selling these eggs. And if you don't know, the brand is called Wavalismos. The eggs are incredible. Tastes really good. They are very hearty, very filling, and the yolk is very creamy. This has been a good way to distract myself from the terrors of reality, is raising these chickens. Chickens are just infinitely funny and interesting, and their culture is hilarious, and just hanging around them is too much fun. I'm cycling through these photos to see if what else. So September, not much. <laughs> I got a new chicken, automatic chicken door in October, and this might not sound like a big deal, but if you look at chicken doors, you'll find that a lot of the reviews say this door killed my chickens. And so I did lots of research, a ridiculous amount of research, and I ended up on the pullet shut door. And I love this thing. Super well-built, very heavy duty. And if it, for whatever reason, broke, I'd buy a new one immediately, but I hope it doesn't. So something else that happened in October was that my boy and girl dog had four puppies. And so this was a failing on my part. I had locked the girl dog up for three weeks and I thought the time that she could get pregnant was over and they made it on the fourth week. But I mean, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because the puppies are incredible, huge vitality booster. And I care and love them so much. And But I was pretty irritated about the whole thing and didn't know what I was going to do. So November and December, not much new stuff had happened. Keith Littlewood, I found out that he had reprinted from PMS to Menopause and he graciously sent me a copy. Puppies are getting bigger and really dialing in the chicken stuff and they're just laying absolutely tons of eggs. And that's really it. So again, plans for the future to record lots of bioenergetic basics episodes. And if you have a thought on an episode, let me just read some titles I'm thinking about for the show. So I'm thinking about doing a safe supplements episode. I'm thinking about a starting place for getting into raised work, thinking about doing an overcoming milk intolerance episode. I'm thinking about doing a solving male virility problems, troubleshooting sleep problems. And so again, those are pretty basic. If you have any thoughts, I'm going to post this on Substack. So if you have any thoughts, please post below. This episode is only 10 minutes and I think I can do these once a month, if not twice a month. So the other thing I wrote down here was what I've learned from people this year. Something I resonate with, I can't remember the exact quote is, I think Ray had said something that very often when somebody's talking to you or emailing you, that they want to set the context of what's wrong and how you need to approach it. So for example, somebody will say, I have heavy metal poisoning and that's what's causing my problem. And then you, you need to help me with that. And it's definitely a challenging situation. And I know that I've been in that same situation. And when talking to somebody else, framing how I think the problem is manifesting and then completely resistant to basically everything the person said. An interesting experience communicating with people and trying to figure out what's going on. The thing that seems to be really useful is trying to facilitate what the person wants to do in a safe way. Not recommending things to them that are dangerous, but also validating what they're talking about as much as possible. That seems to be more of what coaching is about than relaying technical information. I think that's why talking to people is an exciting thing because every person you talk to is going to be different. And so, I mean, you have to be highly adaptable to different situations, different types of people. And it's it's never gotten old and it's always a fun thing. And I feel very fortunate. I was going to mention a substance that seemed to really stand out from other types of substances here was Cascara Sagrada. And this started with somebody that was not responding to basically anything. And I think they were even taking large doses of thyroid and they were not helping. And he really didn't start to notice the effects of anything until he started using Cascara and inducing bowel movements. Thyroid should promote bowel movements, but it was not for whatever reason. And so this person told me that a huge sigh of relief when they started using
using the cascara. And that has happened so many times since talking to that person earlier this year. Especially when I hear constipation, I started always recommending cascara because it seems so effective. And I don't think I've heard a single bad story about it, except if a person takes too much and they have diarrhea. If a person's immune to everything they're doing, 99% of the time, the intestine. Trying to solve diarrhea or trying to solve constipation will likely enhance the person's ability to notice what they're employing, whether it's thyroid or whatever. And then likewise, vitamin D and calcium, the parathyroid hormone is high. That could also create a similar situation. And in fact, I think parathyroid hormone stimulates the production of serotonin by degranulating mast cells. And serotonin is contained in mast cells and platelets. Anyways, one of the ways of being flexible, when somebody tells you they're taking a quarter of a Sinoplus and a few doses of Sinomil and they're not noticing anything, and they have a good amount of cholesterol, the intestine is usually always the problem. So one other thing I'll mention this year is the dirty electricity. And this has been more of a new thing within the last two months. I was actually having an audio buzz and I was looking for solutions on how to solve it. And I was cycling through dozens of YouTube videos and I saw somebody pull out a receptacle tester that I have. And I was like, oh, I'll check the dirty electricity on the house. And it was so high. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think because I have a solar system, I just couldn't believe it. So anyways, I strategically moved the filters more into my office and the kitchen where it is closer to the solar system. And it made a pretty big difference. Like for example, if I sat in one area of the room, I could get tinnitus if I sat there for long enough and the filters noticeably reduced it. The dirty electricity in this house was absolutely crazy, like a hundred times the safe amount. Anyways, I'm pretty hot on that right now. And it's something that you set and kind of forget. You're not like constantly approaching dirty electricity, but I have those green wave filters Again, no affiliation. And I purchased probably 20 more of them. I'm going to strategically try to put them as close to the electrical box as possible. I don't think I'll be able to put new new receptacles on the left and right leg of the power system, but I'm probably put them as close to the outlets as possible. But that is uh, really it. This podcast brought to you by Bioenergetic Basics on patreon.com slash Danny Roddy. And you can click on the shop tab and you can see a preview of Bioenergetic Basics. Tried to make it as dense as possible. think it will help a lot of people. And I think it solves lots of problems that people are constantly having and being confused about conflicting information on in kind of the repeat sphere. This is my approach. This is how I approach things. I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm just saying it's how I do things. Guys, hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Terrified and looking forward to 2024. Actually, we should probably talk about what's going to happen in 2024. <laughs> I mean, I, I've said this on the podcast. I cannot possibly think of how something big could not happen next year because of the presidential election. I don't think it really matters who holds the presidency, but clearly the powers that be do not like Trump, obviously. I don't subscribe to the idea that everybody's in on it. I think Trump was beholden to people like Sheldon Adelson, but clearly the power structure that owns the media and things, they just did not like him. There's something called the Transition Integrity Project headed by John Podesta. And my understanding of that was that under no circumstance could Trump win the last election. And the stakes are even higher this time. These people have already proven to be completely psychotic and they're obviously preparing people for like a cyber attack or a power outage. And so I would not be surprised if that happened, but I don't know. I have no clue. And again, I can only read between the lines of how they're preparing people and try to prepare based on that. But something that really irritates me is when people say, oh, you got to think more positively. (laughs) This to me is like somebody's beaten you up, forced you to take an injection that you did not want to take, fired you from your job, distanced you from your family, friends, et cetera. And they told you, hey, I'm coming back and I'm going to turn off your power. I'm going to take your food and I'm going to steal your money. And in that situation, telling the person like, oh, just forget about it. You should think more positively about the situation. (laughs) Like it seems completely delusional. Like these people have already proven that they will make your life extremely difficult, inject you with some toxic shit that was made in a lab yesterday, and then erase everybody's memory about it. Everybody has forgotten about that. I would just expect more of that, but worse. Power being out in the USA for a week, a month, six months, I forget about it. 
That would be the worst situation imaginable. Toilets not working, septic systems backing up, people completely wigging out, not being able to get their meds. And there was actually a blackout in 2003. And you can check, I put the video of it on my telegram, t.me slash Danny Roddy. I think it was only for like a day, but that didn't look fun. <laughs> and people are so unprepared. I would take a blackout in 2003 versus 2023. So anyways, having food, having water, having a way to defend yourself, not keeping tons of your money in the bank, not financial advice, having cash, that would go a long way. Anyways, that's what I'm doing and excited about the positive things about 2024, but political, socioeconomic stuff, not excited about that. Okay. So appreciate you guys. Leave a comment on Substack, check out Bioenergetic Basics, and then appreciate you guys. One of the reasons I felt emboldened was I knew how many people really felt the same way about Ray that I did. And so I did not feel alone. So that definitely felt good. Again, I think the only thing to do is to do right by Ray. And I'll always try to follow that. If what I'm doing does not look like that, I'll have to think about it and reorient myself. But um, yeah, guys, appreciate you so much. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys soon and peace out. Peace out.